0: No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All came in the morning. Both boys turned out in a jiffy. Excitement took the place of rest with them. They breakfasted with appetite. Shortly after half past seven, though the yard was so near, Jack and Hal set out for their first day's work at boat building. The gate was open, though the yard as they stepped inside had a deserted look. The partly finished hulls of two schooners lay on the ways down by the waterfront There were half dozen sloops in various stages of completion There were two houses close to the water's edge in which as the boys afterwards learned Motorboats were built, but it was a rough shed more than 20 feet high and at least 120 feet long running down to the shore that instantly caught Jack Benson's glance There's where they must be putting the Pollard in shape he cried eagerly as he pointed both youngsters hurried toward that shed as They reached it the inventor came into sight around the end he was hollow-eyed though alert He even looked more worried than he had looked the night before ah Good morning boys was his greeting early on hand. I see "'When a fellow's whole heart is set on a thing, he isn't likely to lie abed until the last moment, is he, Mr. Pollard?' inquired Benson. That speech impressed the inventor most favorably. He could appreciate enthusiasm. "'Come inside, and I'll show you something,' he said, producing a key and leading the way to a door in the side of the shed. Through the long high windows of the shed an abundance of light fell but jack once inside the door halted looking with lips parted and his eyes wide open oh he murmured what is it inquired the inventor curiously the very wonder of the thing replied benson frankly looking over the whole length of the pollard as she lay propped up on the sturdy ways nor did that simple speech make the inventor think any less of the boy though hal hastings remained silent for some time his fascinated gaze rested steadily on the strange looking outlines of the cigar-shaped hull of the boat the outer hull was of steel plates carefully riveted into place the entire length of the boat was about one hundred and ten feet which in point of size placed her just about in the class of boats of this type which are being constructed to-day near the center of the boat on the upper side was the conning tower about nine feet in outside diameter, and extending some four feet above the sloping deck of the craft. Around the conning tower extended a flat, circular platform deck. At the bow of the boat, the torpedo tube projected a short distance. At the stern, the rudder was in place, and all was in readiness for placing the propeller shaft and the propeller itself. On the floor of the shed, near the middle of the strange, dangerous boat, lay miscellaneous small pieces of machinery and fittings at the starboard side of the boat stood a ladder that ascended to the platform deck in the top of the conning tower a manhole cover stood propped up it was through this opening that the workmen entered or left the boat from outside the shed several wires ran in in dark weather these wires carried the current for electric lights in shed and boat I won't ask you aboard until the foreman and other workmen arrive explained mr. Pollard it'll only be a few minutes to wait While they were still examining the outer hull and discussing the submarine Dan Jaggers in his workman's clothes reached the open doorway of the shed one look inside and he halted short He gathered from the talk he heard that Jack Benson and Hal Hastings were to be added to the Pollard's working gang not if i know myself and the foreman and i think i do growled the jaggers youth backing away unseen the next of the workmen to arrive was michael o'brien red-haired and about twenty-eight years of age he was good-humored and talkative and the two boys took an immediate liking to him through the gate of the yard came joshua owen a man of forty-five of medium height broad-shouldered black-haired and with a frame that spoke of great physical power and endurance and yet he had restless rather evil-looking eyes he did not look like the sort of man whom a timid fellow would want for an enemy hold on there unc greeted dan jaggers motioning his foreman uncle aside say you know that cheeky young fellow i told ye about the tricky one that played the sneak on me and gave me this black eye "'Haven't you met him and paid him back yet?' demanded Mr. Owen. "'Hadn't seen him again until just now,' complained Dan. "'What do you think? Pollard has engaged that fellow and his friend to work on the submarine.' "'Has, eh? Huh? Without speaking to me about it?' demanded Joshua Owen, looking anything but pleased. "'Of course you'll let Pollard know that you're foreman, and take on and lay off your own gang,' hinted Jaggers. "'Now you leave me alone, Dan boy, to know what to do.' Retorted mr. Owen Then he stepped on toward the long shed a very grim look on his face Going inside the shed the foreman looked the two boys over briefly if you young men haven't any business in here He ordered get out and on your way work is about to begin here I'm the foreman oh mr. Owen hailed the inventor These are two very bright young chaps with some experience that I've engaged to help us out with installing the machinery in the boat couldn't you have consulted me sir asked the foreman again looking keenly at the youngsters when you found out what they can do mr owen replied pollard i believe you'll be rather pleased with them they're hired only on trial you understand i can tell whether we want em before we start work grunted the foreman and with that he began to fire all manner of machine-shop questions at both boys yet jack and hal paying respectful heed Answered in a way that showed them to be quite well informed about this class of work They won't do mr Pollard won't do at all announced Foreman Owen turning to the inventor I know their kind They're glib talkers and all that but they belong to the know-it-all class of boys I've had a lot of experience with that kind of apprentices, and I don't want them bothering our work here So I say sir the only thing for you to do is to send them about their business Foreman Owen spoke as though that settled the matter jack benson and hal hastings felt their hopes oozing i've told the boys they shall have a chance mr owen replied pollard quietly and yet in a tone of authority so of course my word must be kept with them but i'm the foreman exclaimed joshua owen irritably and i'm supposed to exactly interposed david pollard you're supposed to obey all instructions from your superiors here and to give your advice when it's wanted I have much at stake in the success of this boat and when I find what looks like good material for our working crew I'm going to try out that material But I don't want to be bothered with boys like these young fellows retorted the foreman angrily. This is no job for amateurs The boys remain until they've been well tried out retorted Pollard firmly if they can't do our kind of work Then of course we'll let them go I'll speak to mr. Farnham about this business muttered Foreman Owen turning on his heel Three other workmen had arrived during this talk now at the order from Owen all climbed the ladder to the platform deck thence disappearing through the manhole Electric lights were turned on inside the hull by the time that Jack and Hal Appeared at the manhole opening Owen looked upward from the floor of the boat to scowl at them But as mr.. Pollard was right behind them the foreman said nothing at that moment last of all came dan jaggers as he caught sight of the two newcomers he shot at them a look full of hate i thought you said these fellows couldn't work here he muttered to his uncle keep quiet and watch out whispered joshua owen they're not going to work here i'll fix that end of chapter two